the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Greetings to you. Thanks for coming along. The Tuesday fall edition of the Stay Home of The Ride Home edition. It's a little complex, isn't it? It's The Ride Home, but actually, Kathy and I are staying home Mm -hmm. because we imagine that most of you are also staying home, even though you prefer to ride home. Now, John and I are looking at each other because we, you know, have a video link up when we're doing the show. And uh-huh. I am shocked to tell you all listeners what that I am wearing a t-shirt because it's, you know, 68 degrees or whatever. Yeah. John Hall is attired in a hoodie, a hoodie, a gator. Uh-huh. It's like up around his nose. What I'm, is happening? I'm cold. How can it's, you be cold? It's almost 70 degrees. It feels cold. I don't know. I just feel cold today. I don't know. Isn't it cold? You know, I'm surprised. You're not cold. It's 68. I have all the windows open in this room. What? No, I'm cold. I'm like ready to go get a, like, you know, a blanket or something. I don't know. Wow. Maybe I need some Geritol. I got iron poor blood. Maybe you need to get out in the sunshine. It's very beautiful today. <laughs> I don't know. What the heck? Yeah. Listen, uh, before we go any further, I'd like to stop. And Kath, please give us the top four at four. All right, John. Number one for today, All right. President Trump back at home in the White House, plans to attend, he says, next week's debate against Democrat Joe Biden in Miami. All right. Now, the debate is scheduled for October 15th, which would be two weeks after the president's first positive test. And the good news, according to the White House, the president has reported no, I say zero, symptoms today. Excellent. Very good. Would you like to hear number two? Please. Number two. Three scientists from the UK, Germany, and the United States shared the Nobel Prize in Physics today Mm -hmm. for discoveries about black holes that, according to the Wall Street Journal, uncovered, quote, the darkest secrets of the universe. (laughs) Whoa, the darkest secrets? Okay, now listen, Albert Einstein didn't believe in the existence of black holes. Did you Uh know that? Yes. He didn't believe in the existence of them, but... In January 1965, some 10 years after his death, a British astrophysicist by the name of Roger Penrose proved that black holes really can form, and he described them in detail. So today, Roger Penrose earned half of this year's prize, and then German Reinhard Genzel and American Andrea Gentz shared the other half. I didn't know you could split the Nobel Prize up. Well, apparently you can. All right. Okay. Number three on the home front. Are you frantic because you can't find canned pumpkin? Well, good news for all of you bakers comes from Illinois, the state which leads all others in pumpkin production. Apparently, there isn't really a pumpkin shortage. Oh, thank goodness. It's just that rain delayed planting this year, leading to a later harvest and delay in this year's crop, making it into your store shelves. And, of course, because of COVID-19, many bakers have been gearing up for the holidays. They've been stockpiling, and the demand has been greater. Okay, let's uh, another anxiety 
that have gone without it. No, what are we going to do Grateful. about the pumpkin? And it's coming. Don't worry about it. And last but not least, number four, Governor Wolf's office has announced new gathering limits for Pennsylvania. The new limits allow up to 7,500 people, John, at an outdoor facility that has a maximum occupancy of more than 10,000. And that seems like a lot of numbers. Anyway, that includes both Steeler and Pitt games at Heinz Field. The limits go into effect Friday and are based on a percentage of maximum occupancy. And that, my friends... Is your top four. Very four. nice. Very good. Okay, so that's excellent news, okay? So people, I think the big news here for us in Western Pennsylvania, of course, we love our Friday Night Lights football. So people will gather in some small numbers for high school football on Friday. Would you Except be excited have, to go? I, well, I'm, I, am, well, I don't know if I'm excited to go because I'm not sure I'm going to go. I'd like to go. But you're not going to go. I would like to go. If I could get in and go sit in the stands and watch a Friday night football game, I'm in. Please count me in. Okay, but it's 69 degrees and you're wearing your hoodie and gator. (laughs) (laughs) I just put another coat on. I don't care. I mean, if you're willing to layer up. Okay, but this is my thing. Why why is the math this complicated? Uh, I don't know. The, The governor does make things a little complex, does he not? So why can't we just say 20% of everything? I don't know. What if we just said 20% of everything instead of 25% for a facility that holds one to 2000 people, Mm -hmm. 20% for a facility that holds 2000 to 10,000 and 15% for a facility that holds over 10,000. I have no idea. Now, why is the percentage going down as the facility seats are going up? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, Look, the governor has his own way of doing things. And as much as you can complain about it and say that it doesn't make sense, it doesn't really matter because he doesn't want to listen to what you and I have to say, Kath. The governor's doing hard to believe, his John. own thing. No, he doesn't. How about the poor person who has to stand at the front gate with a little numbers clicker? How do you do that? I know. I don't know. 10, and 15, how do you 20, like, what if you're the 50. Steelers or you are pit football ticketing and you're trying to figure out how, Or even worse, I mean, at least that those are multi-million dollar organizations. What if you're Penn Hills football? Right. Or what if you're North Hills football and you're trying to figure out, now wait, now how many people are we allowed to have in here? (laughs) And how do you decide and communicate? I mean, if you're the Steelers, you can go to your, you know, the people that have the seat licenses and say, hey, you know, you guys can do a lottery. I mean, but I mean, Joe Blow's local school district doesn't have the capacity or the capital to put something like that together. Or what if you're that guy who is like next in line to get into the stadium and they say, oh, sorry, it stops here. You can't well, go in. Well, I, What's that going to be like? Yeah, that's it, not going to happen at a Steeler game or a pit game because they're going to give out tickets in advance. Right. I'm but just talking about football games. But I don't know what's going to happen. At, you're right. At a high school game. Like what I if you know. and I show up because we want to see gateway football? Yeah. And like we go to all that trouble to drive east and we're 21 percent. Right. We just go home mad or we drive to the governor's house and complain. Oh, yeah. Or we learn new math or we apply for the piece of the Nobel Peace Prize. Just give me a piece of that. Maybe that's the governor's going for that. Can't we just say 20 percent? Can't we just say that? No, no. This is Pennsylvania. Oh, Let us take a break. When we come back, hey, listen, uh, for years, many, 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 many years, we have loved here in the city of Pittsburgh the annual Pasture Appreciation Luncheon. Well, of course, because of COVID and COVID ruins everything, it's online, but we've got the details about how you can be part of that next. Stick around. 101.5 WORD. Your station for leading the way with Dr. Michael Youssef. There's nothing wrong with you weeping over the condition of the Church of Jesus Christ today. 
There's nothing wrong of weeping over the fact that so many creatures are afraid to talk about sin and repentance and heaven and hell. But it cannot stop there. You must ask God, God, what would you have me do to change my world? Be challenged this week on Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. Tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. For those of us who are healthy, it's hard to imagine what it's like to be chronically sick. If you're over 50, you may be fine today, but tomorrow, different story. Chronic illness can literally claim your financial world overnight. And suddenly you're tens of thousands in debt, mailbox overflowing with bills, notifications, warnings, and you think Obamacare will help you sort it out? Good luck getting someone even to talk to. This is Kathy Emmons, and my friends at Marley Financial have a better solution. It's their non-Obamacare pro-life health plan. It gives you the power of a national PPO instantaneously, savings of 30 to 60% off Obamacare for those over 50, no funding for abortion, and always someone to help you. Call 724-884-1496. One client recently in the hospital for 11 days for a bowel obstruction. The hospital billed him over $56,000. Marley Financial's non-Obamacare plan paid the entire claim and put $7,000 in his pocket. There's no other plan like it anywhere, and you can get it now. Call 724-884-1496 or visit MarleyFG.com. Let's say you've decided to build a bicycle from scratch. Sounds like an impossible project for my skills, but let's say you've got the skills and I offer you an advantage, a special tool that would help you build a bike faster while saving you legitimate money. My guess is you'd say, bring it on. If you wouldn't, well, then this commercial isn't going to make much sense. My name is Ryan. I'm from United Faith Mortgage, and we believe we have an advantageous tool for you. Our mortgage team is lucky to have a direct lender advantage. Our company is set up to use its own money and make its own lending decisions within its own walls. And often, this advantage allows us to get your refinance or new home loan done faster and get you a better rate, which saves you monthly and lifelong money. Rates are historically low. Now is the time to see how our special tool might work for you. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park, Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1335. Rack animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. First Presbyterian Church is a beacon of light and love to this community. The message that I hear sustains me for the whole week. I love this church because of the diversity and the music and the people. The incredible beauty of the space. A warm, welcoming congregation. The people are amazing and truly love one another and Christ and our pastor preaches the gospel. I want everybody to Pittsburgh to come and experience. First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, in the heart of the city, with the city in its heart. Year after year, Word FM has produced the Pastor Appreciation Luncheon. And I'm telling you, if you've never been to it, it was just fabulous because hundreds and hundreds of local pastors would converge either down at Heinz Field or at South Point or some large venue, and they would gather together, joke around, you know, commune, laugh, meet new friends, check out the old friends, have a great meal win some prizes, and hear a great, great story from one of the featured speakers. We loved Pal, and mm-hmm. it just was really the highlight, I think, of Word FM, the non-broadcast portion of the year. Well, of course, because of COVID, and COVID ruins everything, Pal's not going to happen this year at Heinz Field. So this year, we're going to do a virtual, virtual Pal, and it's going to happen every Thursday. Chris Gould's going to talk about this in a minute, but Kath, favorite memory you get a favorite memory of pal oh my gosh i mean i was thinking this morning you know i've been to 11 of them 
And so, I, you know, I have a lot to pick from. Were you there we, for the trumpets? I was there for the trumpets. I love that. Trumpets were great. Mm -hmm. We've had a lot of great local music over the years. We've had so many terrific speakers. Big gospel choirs. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I think here's my favorite. <laughs> Tony Evans. Okay. Tony Evans is one of my favorite. You know what I'm going to say. Tony Evans is one of my favorite pastors in America. Oh, I'm so a huge powerful. Tony Evans fan. Now, Tony had been on our show, but we had never met Tony. And um, if you remember, Tony's son, I believe, can't think of his first name right now, but he played for the Cowboys. Right. And I think he ended up being the chaplain for the exactly. Cowboys. Exactly. After, I think Tony may have started up being the chaplain for the Cowboys. I don't mm -hmm. remember exactly yep, how that it. happened yep. now, but I decided it would be. It would be a fun idea since you and I were the ones to introduce Tony before the pastors assembled from the Pittsburgh region, uh, the tri-state area even, that um, I would array him in Pittsburgh Steeler gear. And right. so I got a Steeler jersey on eBay. It was very expensive, but I got it cheaper on eBay. I got him Steeler sunglasses. I had a terrible towel. I had the whole thing. And I actually, as we were introducing him, I would unwrap a thing and I would kind of hand it to him to put on. Right. And everybody in the room loved it, loved it. There was only one person who really hated it. That'd be Tony Evans. Exactly. Oh, he, Tony he, was not happy. He was not. I mean, you could see his Dallas Cowboy blood was running hard blue. Uh -huh. He did not want a touch of black and gold anywhere. Yeah, near I him. am glad to say the audience was laughing because what was going up, uh, going on up on the stage was kind of cold. Yeah, but then Tony delivered. I mean, he, he sure brought did. it. Really, it's always a great encouragement. And I think he, he he may have forgiven us. I think he did. Yeah, by the end of the largely uh, me. Afternoon. I don't think I can really drag you into that. <laughs> Thank you. So Thank I, you so much. I, I tried for a minute because that's what pals all about. I mean, it's one pastor with another pastor offering, you know, great conversation and, and just great insight into what it's like to be a pastor. So if you're a pastor, we would encourage you to be part of the, um, the virtual pal this year here to talk to us about virtual pal is Chris Gould. Chris is senior vice president of national program development and ministry for Salem media group, which word FM is part of Chris. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, great to be with you, John and Kathy. And I remember that pastor's appreciation event that Tony spoke at. And I, I, word of all of that got back here to the corporate office in Camarillo, California. And so you guys are absolutely stellar. Tony's son is Jonathan. He played Jonathan, middle linebacker right. for the for the Cowboys, and mm -hmm. he later turned into the uh, the chaplain as well. So you had that all correct, and a, a phenomenal preacher in his own right, by the way. Yeah. Um, and of course, the whole family is so talented with Priscilla. Shira as uh, Tony's daughter, and then you've got uh, Anthony Evans, you know, the vocalist. So Tony's one of our favorite Bible teachers, and he's actually on the very first virtual pastor's appreciation event, which is available right now to any of your pastors or ministry leaders. If they go to your website and sign up, they can see Tony's message this year directly presented to them. Well, fabulous. So wordfm.com to register and see PAL, the virtual PAL this year. Each Thursday, we're going to offer a, a, an online event featuring speakers like Chuck Swindoll, Tony Evans, Alistair Begg, uh, Greg Laurie, music from Michael W. Smith, Matthew West, Chris Tomlin, Mandisa. It goes on and on and on. So, Chris, this is a great way even with them in the midst of the pandemic, for pastors to gather, whether it's here locally in the city of Pittsburgh or across the nation. 
Absolutely, John. Well, every year as you hosted your event there in Pittsburgh, you would have one marquee speaker and then you'd have a variety of other, you know, edification and music and corporate worship and everything that went along with it. And you guys do such a great job there in Pittsburgh. But this year, because of the pandemic, we said, well, why don't we try to line up 10 fantastic national speakers and, and all of these speakers are local pastors themselves. That's the key. That's the key to this event. We believe as a company that the Christian pastor holds the greatest office of human responsibility in all creation. That's a very important office. And so we want to honor pastors. And so this year we'll have local pastors. Uh, They just happen to have great national ministries. As you mentioned, some of them, Robert Jeffress from the First Baptist Church in Dallas, uh, Brian Chappell, who's just taken over as the the clerk for the Presbyterian Church of America. That's, That's akin to the president of the Southern Baptist Convention for the Presbyterians. Alistair Begg, uh, he'll be released on Thursday. This week on Thursday, you'll hear from Alistair Begg and Dr. Paul Cannings, just to name a few. So it's a very exciting time for pastors to be equipped and edified. Nice. WordFM.com. Chris Gould is with us, Senior Vice President of National Program Development and Ministry Relations for Salem Media Group. Um, Chris, as I mentioned, I think I was at 11 of these. And the thing that I'm so sad about this year is it's just great to stand in a room and go say hi to people, you know, see someone across the room and say, oh, yeah. Or someone comes up and mm. says, yeah, oh, you know what? I never mm. talked to you guys before, mm. but I listened to your show. And then there's a mm. lot of back and forth. We're just missing out on a lot of that this year. Yeah, there's no there's no two ways about that. Because of the pandemic, again, meeting just as has in most of these cities simply has not been an option. Right. Um, but again, we still want to express our uh, deep appreciation for pastors and ministry leaders service in your local community. So participating online is a blessing, but there's no two ways about it. If if your pastors will watch this first episode, again, which is available right now, if they sign up at your website, they can view this message right now. There's a piece of content intertwined in between each of the messages between John MacArthur, he's the lead off, Matthew West with the music, and then Tony Evans. But interspersed between all of that incredible content are local pastors preaching and praying on behalf of their community. The first one that you'll see is from a a preacher from Minneapolis, whose church was just a couple of blocks north of where George Floyd was was killed, where where he died. And um, and so um, it's just very powerful to hear from local pastors in these communities who are on the front lines lines uh, of a, a dying world and bringing the hope of Christ to their communities. So it's very exciting to see, and, and your, your pastors will love it once they dial in and just register. Fabulous. Chris, years ago, I think my very first uh, pastor appreciation luncheon, I, I was really struck by the intimacy that they mm. were in a large room full of pastors, and it was 
so intimate because it was like one person talking to another person about the machinations of the work that they do. Mm. And the whole room was lifted up. There was something that was holy about it, I would say. So this year with Virtual Pal, is this event, again, just for pastors or can regular listeners tune in as well? Well, listeners can tune in. We we are uh, promoting this as the virtual pastor's appreciation, and it's designed for pastors, ministry leaders. Look, if you're a small group leader or a Bible teacher, you often act as a pastor for the people that you're shepherding and teaching. So all of those people are invited. And you know what? If you're just a listener and you'd like to hear a message that's directed to the pastor, you're more than welcome to register. There's no out of bounds. You could register to watch this, of course. Uh, but, But I do want to just share my favorite story, because just like you said, John, the intimacy and the connection between folks has been absolutely amazing over the years. Um, I ran our Tampa stations many years ago, and the best story at a pastor's appreciation event that I can remember is a, a story of the Korean Baptist pastors. There were four of them who were at one table, and seated across from them at the same table were a number of other pastors, including an itinerant preacher an African-American man who spent his uh, time and talent and treasures traveling around preaching the gospel. And they met at that pal, they met at that table, and that Sunday, the Korean Baptist folks invited the itinerant preacher to come and preach a message on Mm -hmm. Sunday, (laughs) that very Sunday. And his message was very well received. The church took an offering and gave it to the preacher. The entire offering handed it to him and said, bless you in your work. That's the kind of connection Mm -hmm. that takes place with pastors in person. And that's coming again. Uh, but till then, you'll have to you'll have to be part of the virtual pastors event this year, and we're glad to do it. Nice. Christopher Listen, Gold is you, with us. Yeah, if you go to wordfm.com, right at the top of the page, you'll see pastors. We want to thank you. If you click on that, that's a link so that you can sign up to be part of the virtual pastors appreciation lunch. It goes on every Thursday throughout the entire month of October. It's open for any and all pastors, any and all church leaders. We would love for you to be a part of it. Right. So there are five Thursdays, oddly enough, in the month of October. So five opportunities. But jump on now, wordfm.com. Chris, uh, talk about cost. Um, You know, PAL is always free in the past for local pastors to come join us this year with the pandemic. Is there a change? There isn't. No, it's free. Free to register. We're taking care of all the honorarium for these uh, pastors to bring their message to um, to us this year. So there's no, no cost to anyone. It's free to sign up and participate. And again, just to be clear, you can watch last week's content right now. And every week as it's released, you're able to look at the previous content. So you could watch the first week right now. And after Thursday's edition is released, and that's with Alistair Begg and Paul Cannings, Um, you'll be able to watch that one and the previous one and so on and so forth. So by the end of the month, you'll be able to see all five of these messages if you so choose. 
And so we just want to bless pastors. We want them to sign up for free and be blessed by watching the content, which it will be a blessing to them. Fabulous. Well, I I don't know. I mean, everybody is so tired of the pandemic and the isolation. And of course, pastors are isolated even, you know, without the pandemic. So an opportunity for pastors to be with other pastors, to reach out, to receive encouragement, some insight, wisdom from some of the greatest national preachers across the United States. Mm -hmm. Go to wordfm.com right now. Chris, uh, really a great pleasure. Thanks for Salem to produce something like Mm -hmm. this in this really weird time that we're all living through. Mm -hmm. And uh, we would encourage and equip everyone to go to wordfm.com and sign up right now. But Chris, thanks for being with us. Great to be with you guys. Thanks so much. Pleasure is ours. Listen, it's up there right now at wordfm.com. Free for you, whether you're a pastor or know a pastor, love a pastor, you want some insight and more wisdom, wordfm.com, virtual pal. Pumpkins, 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 and more pumpkins. Pumpkins are what the Springhouse is thinking about this time of year. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and we love sharing our farm with you during this beautiful time of year. We've got all kinds of fun planned for you and your family to be able to spend the whole day on our farm. Pumpkin patch hay rides, a petting zoo, giant square bale stack and pipes for sliding, a hay maze and a corn maze, pumpkin picking right out of the field, old time games under a tent up on the hill, and lots more. And when you get hungry, of course, we have great eats inside, too, with lots of pumpkin creations. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bread, pumpkin custard, and even pumpkin black bean chili. Every October Saturday features a family-friendly meal, and October Sundays feature our 4-H hog roast with all the fixins. Plan to spend a memory-making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. If you owe back taxes, there's a lot you need to know, starting with rule number one. Don't mess with the IRS. They are cracking down this year by sending out heart-stopping letters, actively garnishing paychecks, levying bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. That's all true, but it's also true there's a way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an important government program for tax debt assistance. It's one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered, so now's the time. You could qualify for tax relief that saves you thousands, even tens of thousands. Nobody knows this program like the award-winning experts at Optima Tax Relief. They have an eight plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible. Don't mess with the IRS. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Got issues with youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit, offers more than 1,000 free online resources for youth and high school sports coaches, parents, students, and administrators. Visit PCADevZone.org. 
This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers, and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight, we'll see partly cloudy skies. Expect a low tonight of 54. Tomorrow, sunny to partly cloudy. It'll be windy. Tomorrow, we'll see a high of 72. Tomorrow night, breezy in the evening. Otherwise, clear skies, low 46. Thursday, mostly sunny. Expect a high of 63. Weatherproof your next adventure with AccuWeather. Download the newly redesigned AccuWeather app today. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Well, sad news has just come in that uh, Eddie Van Halen has passed away at the age of 65. I did not know that he was uh, suffering from throat cancer. I did not either. And it's, Boy, just, it's very I mean, sad. Eddie Van Halen, one of the big names in rock and roll, right? I mean, holy smokes. I'm really surprised and saddened by that. Were you a fan? Uh, not at the time. Not at all. Oh, but weren't then you? after I married my husband, I didn't have much of a choice. John. No, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he yeah. has some chops, did he yeah. not? And so I had to, I had to be uh, grafted in, so to speak, into the Van Halen so fandom. When you say not at the time, right? So when when you were a kid, no, I mean they had too much of a bad boy image. I mean, if you're a fan of Van Halen, you probably know that a lot of their lyrics aren't edifying. No, they're not. No, it's not something you're going to hear at church on Sunday right. morning. So, and you know, me trying to be a uh, goody goody child, you know, Van Halen was a little out of the uh, picture for me. Right. But I mean, you, you, when I once I became a fan, I went pretty hard for it. Did you though? Is, oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just the not just his playing, which was epic enough, but just the whole recording. When you hear the band, the the. The sound of it is so huge. Yep. I mean, it was just, you know, his brother on drums. I mean, it's just, oh, it was, I'd, yeah, this is really sad. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're at the age now, right? Where, I mean, 65, you kind of go, 65, oh, it's not that old. He's not that old. It's I mean, not you know, that old. Uh, but, you know, we're in the era now where one sort of rock icon after another passes and you go, oh, there's a piece of my childhood there that goes with that man. So I am really sorry to see Eddie Van Halen pass away. There's no oh, doubt about that. Gosh. All right. Um, oh, you want to talk about the ordinary life next? I think the ordinary life should be coming up, John. Okay. Do you feel like you lead an ordinary life? I feel like my life is pretty really? ordinary. All right. Mike, do you have an ordinary life? W-O-R-D. What are the sins God hates? Murder? Adultery? What about frustration with your kids that verges on anger? Or grumbling about your noisy neighbor? Or stretching the truth to impress someone? How do sins of wrong attitude compare with sins of action? Get important answers in John MacArthur's study, The Sinfulness of Sin, this week on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 W-O-R-D. If you're like me, there's been days this year where you felt pretty discouraged. I'm not normally a Davy Downer, but at times, it's felt like tough, sad, or scary stuff everywhere I turn. And as we near this election, no matter your point of view, more heavy days are probably ahead. But then yesterday, I heard a different kind of story about my niece 
who spent the entire summer babysitting and saving her money, only to then say out of the blue, Mom, I want to donate my summer savings. She had learned about an organization that delivered toys and Bibles to less fortunate kids. And I heard a story about a little local cafe whose business was not doing well, but decided anyways to deliver dozens of free lunches to nearby seniors struggling with isolation. At our Faith and Family Mortgage Team, we challenged ourselves this week to open our eyes to those who inspire us and to try to do some inspiring ourselves. Maybe joining with us might also encourage you. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching at elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors. Individual and group rates available. RPTS, study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. It's time to move beyond the regrets of yesterday and the problems of today and instead discover that your best days are ahead don't miss david jeremiah's it's time to move forward online special dr jeremiah is joined by sheila walsh levi lusco and anthony evans as they share a message of hope for today hope to see the future with great expectation to stand firm in the promises of god and to move forward no matter your circumstances available to watch right now at moveforwardevent.com hi this is joe belanti with jnd waterproofing at 1-800-BERRY-DRY In honor of our 81 years serving the tri-state area, we are offering great savings for all our new and past customers. Call 1-800-BERRY-DRY. That's 1-800-BERRY-DRY to get your savings on basement waterproofing, bowing or cracking walls, and or footer stabilization projects. Or visit us at jdwaterproofing.com. J&D Waterproofing, family owned and operated since 1939. sure most of our lives, most of us at one point in our lives, to look in the mirror and go, I, I, I'm pretty ordinary. You know, there's nothing, you know, when you look at celebrity culture that we live in and, you know, the aspirations to be bigger and brighter and faster and funnier and all the different things that we're supposed to be part of, especially as believers, I mean, it's a lot to keep up with. So, I think it's okay to surrender sometime, you know, just to being ordinary, although the culture does not want us to be ordinary, do they, Kat? No. And everybody wants to make an impact. Everybody wants to be important. I mean, I think that's what fuels social media, don't you think? Is it one of those things where if I can get 65 likes or 650 likes or 6,500 likes, then I'll be more than ordinary. Right. And so that's the weirdness of this, especially the age we live in right now. Well, Melissa Kruger is back with us. Melissa serves as director of women's content at the Gospel Coalition. She is the author of The Envy of Eve, Finding Contentment in a Covetous World, also Walking with God in the Season of Motherhood in All Things, a nine-week devotional Bible study or on unshakable joy, and Growing Together, taking mentoring beyond small talk and prayer requests. So uh, she's got a piece in the Gospel Coalition, which we loved. Sisters, you have permission to lead an ordinary life. Melissa, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for having me. It's good to be here. Okay, so are you tempted, like I've been tempted over many, many years, that I have to do something big? 
okay, so I, maybe I've done a lot of this little thing and that little thing, but I mean, you know, time's moving on. I better get to the big thing I'm supposed to do. Yes, exactly. Well, I, I think it's it's sometimes um, really good messages out there that are kind of meant to inspire us. Like you're special, you're important. Sometimes those things kind of overwhelm me. <laughs> what does that mean? I have mm-hmm. one special task for all of my life that I'm supposed to do, and have I done it yet? And I hope so. And it, it can it can be actually a heavy burden. And I think I, I've watched as I've raised children. I think they feel it too. Um, rather than just, it's okay to be ordinary. <laughs> it's okay right. to be normal. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if it's, you know, a particularly if it's a woman thing or not, but I mean, I, I remember going to funerals and you'll hear people's, you know, mm-hmm. eulogies and some eulogies are absolutely incredible. You think, Oh my gosh. Or you read someone's obituary mm-hmm. and you think, I can't believe the person led mm-hmm. that kind of life in some ways. And this is just me being, you know, selfish. I go, Oh, when it comes time for my eulogy, they're going to go, well, mm-hmm. you know, he was okay. It was all right. <laughs> you think, well, okay, I guess I'll just, okay. It's enough. It's, and, and maybe that's, maybe enough is enough. Mm-hmm. It's ordinary is enough to be okay. Well, I think to the individuals that you are really close to, you are extraordinary. Meaning, I went through this with my friend Polly. Um, I write about her in the article. Who um, she passed away about a month ago. And you know, you know, Polly's not an Instagram influencer. She's not a New York Times bestseller author. Um, but when I watch the people of her life really gather around um she knew she was going to die she had cancer and um you realize an ordinary life is beautifully extraordinary when Mm. it's lived in christ um because we are passing on eternal truth to people as we share the good news of the gospel with one another and as we teach one another and we share faith with one another to the impact that is left is profound, mm. even though it's an ordinary life. And I think that's so hopeful. <laughs> you yeah. know, we're passing along treasure to people because we are passing along Christ, hopefully. And so while it may look ordinary to the outside world, I think it's it's beautiful and extraordinary in the yeah. spiritual world. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. We're talking to Melissa Kruger. She serves as director of women's content at the Gospel Coalition. Talking about her piece called Sisters, You Have the Permission to Lead an Ordinary Life. Um, I was thinking as I was reading your article about the different biblical characters and the stories that we know, and some of them are really epic. Like the story of Mm -hmm. Esther is like a big story. The story Mm -hmm. of Joseph is a big story. But the story Mm -hmm. of Ruth is a story. that's just a little story um Mm. and but but she was great and she was great in very ordinary ways and then of course she became great because of of the lineage that she was in but that's Mm -hmm. really kind of the message right is that our lineage and it doesn't have to be our human genetic lineage but our spiritual lineage really does make every person who believes in jesus great that's right because we're passing something along and you never know what the the small thing you passed along to someone in your life who they may pass along. And then perhaps that person passes it along and it, it, it's leaving this legacy um, to, to generations that follow us. But I, I think the beautiful thing is when you even think about the life of Jesus, 
in, in human terms, he had 12 good friends. He was pretty ordinary in, in the sense, like he didn't preach to stadiums full of people. I mean, you know, he did preach to the 5,000 and obviously he lived an extraordinary life, but it wasn't, he probably you know, never traveled outside of a small mile range. He didn't travel the world, you know, and all of these things. Yet his life obviously is the greatest impact of any life. And even if you just saw him as a historical figure um, mm-hmm. rather than the savior of the world, which we see him as, but his life had a tremendous impact. And yet it was relatively ordinary in, in how it was lived and what he did. Um, but it obviously bore extraordinary fruit in, in what he accomplished through it. From the Gospel Coalition, we're talking with Melissa Kruger. Uh, her piece is called Sisters, You Have Permission to Lead an Ordinary Life. So, Jesus fulfilled his calling, right? And I, I think, I guess that's the, the call for us all, that God has placed us in this particular place at this particular time. And so we shouldn't yearn backwards or forwards, but live fully into where God has placed us and do our absolute best while we are here. Yeah, that's right. I think the neighborhood you've been put in, um, the school system you've been put in, the educational environment you're in, the work environment you're in, the Lord has you there for a reason. And I think that's a wonderful way to view our life is Mm -hmm. he has me here. He has saved me and he will use me in this space. And I think that um, every Christian's life has so much purpose just because we carry within us the, the greatest treasure, you know, that can be found. Um, and we can, we can share that with others. So the, the purpose of the Christian life to share the good news of the gospel with others, you know, it's, it's eternally significant, even if it looks rather outwardly ordinary. Right. Yeah. 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 So Melissa, talk to us about those final moments of your friend Polly's mm-hmm. life, because you write about it beautifully. Mm, it was, I, I have to say, um, I, I told her husband, I, I said, you were amazing. He, um, everybody wanted to come in. It, it was a, it was a long fight of breast cancer that then obviously it comes to the end and it always happens quickly in some ways, even though you, you know, things aren't going well. And so there were about two weeks where all her friends gathered and they flew in some flew in from texas some drove in from mississippi people came up from south carolina and um, one of the most beautiful things one night we all stood in her yard on socially distanced with masks on um singing hymns she loved hymns and so we all sang in her in, in her yard and we all sung her favorite hymns and then she was still able at that time to get up and she came on the porch and she just got to see her friends and all there singing with her. Um, and it was just beautiful. It was just a beautiful moment. And I was like, oh, this is the beauty of life in Christ. We have friendships that are deeper and we have a God who is just great. And we know that those continue past this moment. Um, so that was, that was the saying goodbye, but it was more, we'll see you soon and we'll be doing this again. Melissa Kruger, she serves as director of women's content at the Gospel Coalition and author of several books, including The Envy of Eve, Finding Contentment in a Covetous World. Thanks so much for being with us, Melissa. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Hey, when we come back, um, let's talk about... 
The world is getting fat. Well, speak for yourself. Well, I'm just going to have a chip during the break. But <laughs> yeah, you we'll and talk your about snacks. That. The whole world is getting fat. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com slash trial. This is a limited offer only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash trial. That's BambooHR.com slash trial. God's Word is power, and we need to be in His Word every day gaining wisdom. God is very patient, but because of our immoral society, we are drowning in debt, have poor public education, and corruption all around us. Our founders would be horrified at what the democratic agenda has become. With the right and left fighting each other, they get none of the work done. Please go to ProfitToAmerica.com. We're going to lose America. You can't remain silent. That's ProfitToAmerica.com. Our world needs hope like never before. But lives change for the better when hope breaks through. We always like to begin with the Word of God because it is the power unto salvation. Help Cornerstone Television Network light up our city with the truth and hope of the gospel. Alongside special guests Joan Hunter, Mike Smalley, Pat Schatzline, Keenan Bridges, and Real Talk Kim. Watch the Hope Breaks Through Partnership broadcast October 12th through 16th at 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television Network. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? So you've got an oil change coming up? We're here to help. Right now, you can get five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and an STP Extended Life oil filter for just $32.99, plus a $10 bonus reward if you're an AutoZone Rewards member. Not a member? Don't worry. You can sign up fast right here in store or on AutoZone.com. Getting the job done just got easier. Terms at AutoZone.com slash rewards. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Our smiles are still behind our masks. We are welcoming patients back, and we're happy to do so. At Stock Family Dentistry, exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. Although some of the details of their appointment may look different, we can't give the normal hugs or handshakes that they might be used to. The same exceptional dentistry, the same compassionate care that they've really become accustomed to is still there. Stock Family Dentistry on Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Saw an article, um, a, a Q and A. You know, you know, a little interview in um, the New York Times. John Mackey, who is the founder of Whole Foods. Now, recently, I think maybe it's been about four years or so. John Mackey sold Whole Foods to Amazon, but he's still involved. John Mackey in the sort of day to day operations. And in the course of this conversation that I was reading about, um, let, let me just read you a piece here. Uh, the interviewer says, Kath, you've been trying to get Americans to eat better for decades. How is that project going now? And John Mackey says this, 
Some people have been moving in the right direction and the majority of people in the wrong direction. We can see that the way people eat today versus the way that they ate 50 or 60 years ago. Statistically, we definitely are moving in the wrong direction. The whole world is getting fat. It's just that Americans are at the leading edge of that. We're getting fat and we're getting sicker, by the way. I mean, there's a very high correlation between obesity and COVID deaths. And one of the reasons the United States has had more of a problem with COVID is simply that the the comorbidities like diabetes, heart disease, high blood pressure, they're just higher in the United States. Uh, He goes on, we're all food addicts. We love things that are rich, that are sweet. We love ice cream, popcorn, French fries, and the market is providing people what they want. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's an access problem. It's a market demand problem. People have got to become wiser about their food choices. And if people want different foods, well, the market will provide it. Yep. Well, the people don't want different foods. Well, that's the problem, right? I mean, but there has to be some sort of incentive for people choosing uh, to eat well. And you'd think, well, okay, so, you know, being healthier would be your number one incentive, right? right. Um, Living and, longer. Right. But it just seems as if people are valuing, as we all do in some ways, some way or another, the short term over the long term. We, we value speed and convenience. Yeah. Yeah. So I think fast food is just a really big problem because it's so easy and cheap. But it's filled with all sorts of chemicals, all sorts of fat, right, all right. sorts of stuff that just, I mean, if you live the fast food, look, you know, there's been, been those documentaries where fast food nation, a guy ate at McDonald's for how many days? 40 straight days, I think it was. I mean, he gained all kind of weight. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is true. You, uh, what, it's shocking to me, like when I look at movies from the 30s and the 40s, and the, someone will say, hey, there's fatty. And he looks like me. Oh my and I gosh. think, what the heck? Over, you know, right. people used to be live. Um, we did not eat the way we eat now. We certainly don't exercise. Well, so, okay, so that's interesting because if you look at old movies, women were bigger. Most women who were in movies were bigger than they are now. Again, though, but you don't want to use movies as the standard, right? No, because I'm not, but movies... I'm saying that's a cultural thing, right? So right. you're saying that men were live, but women weren't. Marilyn Monroe was not live. No, she wasn't. I saw a movie the other day with uh, Anne Margaret. She mm-hmm. was not live. No. Right. No, so, no, so that, so the perfection, the perfection yeah, so, of body image has right, changed. Right. And, and so I think it's hard. I mean, I hate to, you know, I don't want to speak on behalf of my whole gender, but I do feel like women <laughs> are in a catch 22 because they are the ones who largely are preparing the food in the house. Right. Right. And they're the ones that are most harshly judged by what they look like. You know, people care much more what a woman looks like than what a guy looks like. Right. And that I, just, I, I think it's hard. Plus, you know, if you're a mom, you're trying very hard to figure out something that your kids will eat. I had a lot of friends whose kids were just really picky eaters. And it wasn't that they were bad parents. It's just because that's the way their kids were. So if their kid was going to eat, you know, a fudge sickle and pasta, that was going to be their lunch because the mom was just happy the kid was eating. Right. Something. You know what I mean? And so I, I don't know. I, I think we also, you know, as we strive to be healthy and responsible, 
then there's also the opposite extreme, which is fat shaming. And that is the last well, thing. You don't want to shame somebody. I mean, look, everybody's carrying their sin around them, with them, right? Right. So, I mean, it's And easy. that's the hardest thing about obesity, isn't it? Is yeah. that it's so obvious to everybody. Yeah. I mean, all, you know, the sins that I have, I keep much more secret. Mm-hmm. So you guys can't tell, you right. know? Um, and that's just the, it's just a very, food is a very difficult thing. And I, to me, I see it as just an example more than almost anything else of how sin impacts the world, because you and I've traveled to so many places, John, where people would, the thought of obesity is laughable because they can't figure out enough food to make it through the next two days. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just... I don't know. We we have such an incredible imbalance on this globe. Well, I mean, it's interesting you bring up food shaming, right? Um, or fat shaming, because we don't really talk a lot about gluttony, do we? No, we're we afraid don't. of that conversation mm-hmm. in many ways. It is yeah. kind of verboten. It. It's kind of like we're afraid of ha- that conversation and the one about keeping the Sabbath. <laughs> oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, because yeah. If you would talk to a cross-section of Christians, I'm sure if they were honest, those two sins would be prominent in most of our lives. Don't you think? Yeah. And you think of how often Christians get together, whether it's in a church sense or a political sense. And the number one thing we're concerned about are sexual ethics, right? That's the number one thing. We don't believe in gay marriage and we don't believe in people having sex before they're married. But you know what? When it comes to greed, when it comes to gluttony, those are things that nobody ever talks about. Why is that? Um, well, is because that con- too is close. it convenient because for us? Imp- because they implicate all of us, and we can't point the finger anymore at someone else who has sinned because we all do. Right. So that's interesting. So, you know, in our position, we get all this, you know, literature and books and whatnot. Fasting has been sort of, you know, the craze, right? Yep. In the past few years. Yep. So as a way to circumvent the conversation about gluttony, all of a sudden we're all going to go on, you know, fasting kicks. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we are not speaking of our own gluttony. And, you know, I don't care, you know, if you weigh, you know, 98 pounds wet, in some ways in your life, you are gluttonous in some area. Right. right. Oh all, my gosh, for sure. We all share that sin. It's not just about food. It's yeah. about consumption of one form or another. Yeah. Yeah. I remember um, a couple years ago when I decided to give up sugar, which I, since COVID started, I have gone back on. But one of the reasons I, first of all, I, I could not lose weight. That was the, that was probably the number one reason I decided to do it. But the second one was, is I felt like it had become too important to me. Sugar. Yes. And I have to say, like, I don't feel like I'm in this, I don't feel like I'm back in that same place now, but I do, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm getting there, but I'm a little concerned about myself because it does, food becomes very, very important as like a reward, as something to look forward to, as it, it can become way, way, way bigger than it was intended to be, I think. Or it can become nothing that you look at food as just a tool to pass the time of day. Right. Right. Bored eating. That's a bad idea. I mean, you and that sugar thing, when I walked in that office one time and you were having that gigantic ball of cotton candy, I was like, whoa, she's gone over. Listen, what the heck? Cotton candy. It was never the cotton candy, though. It was the fudge sickle. Yeah. Anyway, um, we are. We are just a nation. We're idol factories. Every person is. We just decide, you know, whatever's important to us. You know, we were just reading about the death of Eddie Van Halen um, a half hour ago or so, and he was talking about his struggle with drugs and alcohol. I mean, we all have our demons that we're yeah. trying to, you know, run from. 
And it's the, you know, the only hope for any of us is that we have grace in Jesus. I mean, thank God. Yeah. I think, I think the best thing that, that how I can avoid, you know, that besetting sin, whatever that might be, is that accountability thing. Mm-hmm right? That I tell someone the truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And before I act out in whatever form that is, I, I think of that person and I think, do I really want to go back to my buddy and say, I did this idiocy right. again, this, right? Again. I mean, there's something to be said about strength in numbers and you know yeah. that, that accountability with whomever it is in your life, whether it's your husband or your wife or your best friend or whatnot, to speak of that and to, to have that as a center point mm-hmm. of that that push towards sinful life, which we all share, unfortunately. Let us take a break. Come back. Uh, we're just getting underway uh, during the uh, 4 o'clock hour here. Carrie Tim. are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app by heart, tune in, and at radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Trump says he has instructed aides to stop negotiating on another round of COVID-19 relief until after the election. The president tweets that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is not negotiating in good faith and says he has asked Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell to direct all of his focus before the election into confirming his U.S. Supreme Court nominee Amy Coney Barrett. Hurricane Delta getting bigger fast and speeding up as it takes aim at Mexico's Yucatan Peninsula. It's now a Category 4 hurricane with top winds of 140 miles per hour. It could make U.S. landfall by the weekend, potentially the north Gulf of Mexico coastline. On Wall Street, stocks dropped after the president's announcement on COVID-19 relief. The Dow lost 375 points. The Nasdaq was off 177. The S&P dropped 47. This is SRN News. Pastors and ministry leaders, how are you coping with these tumultuous times? Alistair Begg has a suggestion. What is needed is good news to be proclaimed fearlessly and faithfully in a collapsing culture. Alistair Begg is speaking this Thursday at our virtual Pastors Appreciation event, free online. He'll be joined by Paul Cannings. Listen, pastors, listen. The worst times that we can look at and see that all that is going on, when we understand the agenda of God, we can become great in those times of being great participants for the glory of God. The virtual Pastors Appreciation Event with music from For King and Country. Join us for soul-strengthening messages from Alistair Begg and Paul Cannings. Our gift to you free online this Thursday. For details and to register, click the banner at wordfm.com. Hey, this is Owen Strand with a quick word on the upcoming election. So much of what we care about is at stake. Religious liberty, all of our First Amendment freedoms, the cause of life and reliable judges, rule of law, even civil order. Make sure you're registered and prepared to vote, whether at the polling place or by absentee ballot. Our nation is at a crossroads and every vote counts. Don't sit this election out. Liberty. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your car insurance with Right Track, which rewards you for safe driving. As the world's most careful driver, that's perfect. Now applying two pounds of force for acceleration. You're really up, 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 turning in 0.3 miles and begin a deceleration. With Liberty Mutual's Right Track, you could earn up to 30% savings based on how you drive. 
Sign up at LibertyMutual.com slash RightTrack. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Discount on participating vehicles, base coverages only. Availability varies. Seasons of change and uncertainty can be difficult, even scary, but they don't have to control or define you. The counselors of the Grace Wellness Center would consider it a privilege to come alongside and help you replace the fear and frustration with freedom and peace. While office visits are still available throughout the area, Grace Wellness Center also offers online and phone appointments to make counseling convenient and available on your terms, accepting all major insurances at thegracewellnesscenter.com. Hey, are you guys open? Yeah, yeah, we are. Come on in. As businesses reopen across the nation, is your business prepared for what comes next? Salem Surround can help. COVID-19 brought America's thriving economy to a screeching halt. But now, local businesses are getting back to normal. Are you ready for the return to business and all that pent-up consumer demand? Contact Salem Surround. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Tonight we'll see partly cloudy skies. Expect a low tonight of 54. Tomorrow, sunny to partly cloudy. It'll be windy. Tomorrow we'll see a high of 72. Tomorrow night, breezy in the evening. Otherwise, clear skies, low 46. Thursday, mostly sunny. Expect a high of 63. Weatherproof your next adventure with AccuWeather. Download the newly redesigned AccuWeather app today. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Kath, do you remember your your um, nurse in grade school? Yes. Yeah. What was her name? Mrs. Mrs. Shacolbin. Mine was Mrs. Shields. Mm. I can see her in my mind's eye very clearly. Did she wear a nurse's outfit? She wore a white coat, and she was also the tooth lady. She would come and talk to us about how to do oh, correct really? dental hygiene. Mm-hmm. Mine wore like a little nurse's hat, which I was always impressed by. <laughs> I was. I thought, man, that is super cool. She's yeah. working that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the school nurse has been around. The school nurse has been around since 1902. Hmm. School nurse was first put in place in New York City, where, of course, you know, at the time it was a hotbed of immigration. And what they would find is, you know, kids were coming in with all sorts of communic- communicable diseases, mm, sure. pink eye or, you know, whatever, you know, and the, the place was just a Petri dish of sickness. So the New York City um, uh, health organizations decided to put a nurse, at, not, at least not in every school, they try to cover their bases. And they, what they saw the first year, which just sort of defied description. I'm reading a piece um, about uh, school nurses in uh, today's wall street journal and it defied description. I mean, there was such illness and so much sickness that it created a new health agency to go into people's homes, to look in like, you know, to go into people's ghettos and and see what exactly was going on. Sure. So there was like, there was like incredible malnutrition, right? Plus the measles, mumps, every whooping cough. It was lice, all sorts of different things, you name it. So it really, the school nurse was the fulcrum for new healthcare in America Hmm. in the 20th century, which I think is fascinating. That's interesting. I never thought about that. Yeah. 
So look at the school nurse today. Oh my gosh. Listen, God bless these people. Oh my gosh. They are the front lines. Of course, we are, we're good friends with the school nurse yeah. and the story she tells, you know, helping little kids at a local school. She, she's more than a school nurse. What essentially she is, is she's a confidant. She's a psychologist. She is someone Counselor. who, yeah, a therapist, someone who really works this in yep. a really interesting way. Um, she also, Lynette, started working on her back to school plan back in May. She spent the whole summer figuring out how they were going to gather safely with COVID-19 as a reality. I mean, this wasn't something that she decided to throw together five days before school opened. You could not, I mean, this was right? a, you know, three month plus venture that she was on and yeah. uh, because she realized that she's one of those frontline people, especially for the kids in that school. Exactly. So, I mean, if you know a school nurse, I mean, you probably think, oh, what's a school nurse? I mean, how difficult can that be? <laughs> I mean, it's not the emergency room, but it's darn close, is it not? Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. I mean, nurses on school campuses, they end up, like I said, they, they're that, that focal point for, for people, for everyone. I mean, can you imagine if you're the school nurse, you're not just taking care of the kids. You're taking care of the staff as oh well. Oh my gosh. Listen, when every when anyone has a COVID-19 question, they're going to ask you. Right. And the nurse is going to be like, I'm not an epidemiologist. I'm a school nurse. <laughs> but they're still asking. Yeah. God bless them. Anyway, if you know a school nurse, mm. love on them a Hats little bit, right? You. God bless mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what's ahead for the five o'clock hour? Okay. Well, in the five o'clock hour, in the on deck circle, we have Terry Tim celebrating the uh, Major League Baseball playoffs. I say that uh, Terry Tim's going to come in and talk to us about hospitality. Perhaps that could be an antidote to the fear based culture we find ourselves in. What do you think, John? Are you afraid? <laughs> Am I afraid? Hmm. No, not particularly. Okay, good. Are Be you afraid? Uh, at this moment, no, not particularly. Okay. No. Mike and I have wanted to come over so many times. You cannot. Seriously, this room, this spare room, oh my gosh. 101.5 WORD. This week, Chuck Swindoll describes the impact of God's amazing grace. We deserved punishment in grace. He gave us forgiveness. We deserved wrath in grace. He gave us relief. We deserve shame and guilt. He gave us grace and deliverance. Be listening Monday through Friday when Chuck Swindoll presents a refreshing study about becoming a people of grace on Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have 5 to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm Kathy Emmons. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in network. Isn't it time for a change? Stop the insanity. Call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30 percent. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. Or go to MarleyFG.com. Right now, Allstate has almost as many ways to save as there are types of music. Save for being a new customer. Save for driving safely. Save for driving less with paper mile insurance. Visit Allstate.com or contact your local agent to get a quote. Find out how much you can save today.
Allstate. Now that should be music to your ears. Not available in every state. Savings based on early signing discount drive bys in Malawi. Savings vary based on how you buy. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Northbrook, Illinois. To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching at elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors. Individual and group rates available. RPTS, study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. This radio station accepts political advertising. In fact, we are required to do so by federal law. We understand that not all of our listeners will agree with statements or positions taken by all of these candidates, and sometimes neither do we. This radio station is an important part of this community, and therefore the candidates want to bring their message to you via our airwaves. We do so as a public service, and we are required to do so. Regardless of your position on these issues, please make sure you register to vote so your voice is heard. During the pandemic, Kath, have you felt the urge to be more hospitable? Yes. Have you? I really have. And here's why. Hmm. Because I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps that's like some kind of self-protective thing for my introverted nature. Wait, like, so you want to like to invite a lot of friends over, but then you go, oh, oh, I can't. I, I can't tell you how many times I said, you know what? We should have them over. And then I think. We can't have I anybody can't. over. Well, you can't have people over. Well, just... well no, I mean, I, I mean, I don't have a kerosene heater for my front porch. I well, think it's, it's just be hard recently... to have people over at this point. No, no, it recently got cold. I mean, all summer long, right? You threw a big party. We I went did. to your I big party. A, I threw a really big party. Heck yeah, that was a yeah. shindig. Yeah, it was. Okay, but this, I mean, what I'm saying is now I have the time to have people over and cook and those sorts. I don't now. I can't have anybody over. Yeah. All right. Well, hospitality. Terry Tim is with us. Reverend Terry Tim is the pastor at Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Ter, welcome in. Hey, it's good to hear your voice, John and Kathy. Good to hear Wish you, I too. Wish I could be wherever you are. Are you in the, Are you back in the studio? Oh, no, no. We're in our spare rooms, Ter. Oh, you're still in your spare rooms? Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Today's our six-month anniversary, as a matter of fact. The spare room six-month anniversary. Wow. It, how have you been experiencing time? Like for me, I can't believe it's October 6th. Like this past six and a half, seven months has gone in some ways so quickly, but in other ways, I just feel like, you know, it's Groundhog Day and right. I'm in the mud. Like it's so slow, mm-hmm. uh, but now the weather's changing and we know like we know what's coming next, the darkness. Oh. Oh. Well, that's so that's the question. So you oh. want to talk about hospitality. And I, I confessed that, you know, I'm an introvert and, you know, hospitality is not my greatest thing because I just some, especially when I'm done with the show, I'm very tired, <laughs> Terry. But I'm sure. with COVID, you know, now I thought, boy, I, we really should really have some people over. And now I'm afraid that now we can't have anybody over. It, it's such a strange reality, isn't it? Because, it is. you know, different sides of our personalities come out. And I do think part of that, when you can't, when you can't have something, you desire it even more, even though it's not a part maybe of your kind of yes, your personality, exactly your normal, normal framework. I do think, uh, you know, one of the things that COVID, uh, this COVID season has done, it has uh, reminded all of us that we are, 
we're hardwired for connection and community. I mean, that is, that's, that's embedded deep in our bones. Um, and we're all feeling the ache of not being able to connect in the ways that we have in the past. Um, and so, you know, there, there's a real interesting verse uh, in, um, in Romans chapter 12, where uh, Paul says to the church in Rome, he says, practice hospitality. But I love uh, the way Eugene Peterson in the message, he, he paraphrased and he said, be inventive with hospitality. And I think that's more appropriate in, you know, October of 2020. It's like, you know, it's not so much about practicing hospitality, but how do we in this time uh, of COVID-19, political madness, racial tension, how do we get inventive with this thing that the scriptures call hospitality? Good. So then do you have some answers for us, Terry? Because, I mean, hospitality is not necessarily a Zoom call, although it can be, can't it? It it can be. And I think that's one of the things that uh, God calls us in this season is to to lean into the, the creativity of the Holy Spirit and say, what, you know, what's in your hand? And if all you have is a Zoom call, uh, then that's, that's a space that we need to be more inventive and creative. Um, I, th- th- there's a force that wars against all of this, though, and, it, and it's, it's what wars against everything. It's, it's human sin and brokenness. That's the problem. Like, as we're hardwired for that connection, we long to be connected, but there's something inside of us that's a consequence of sin that uh, while we're trying to connect, we're also at the same time building walls up. Uh, it's just even interesting. I think I read uh, with the vice presidential debate, well, they're gonna be, there's going to be a plexiglass wall between the two uh the two candidates, right? Yeah. Did you see yes. that? Uh-huh. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're, you know, we're, we, we're building literal physical walls and metaphorical oh, walls. You, uh, you know, par- part of it is, you know, part of it is to be safe, but there's, there's also a whole nother, you know, line of thinking about, you know, the walls that divide people and, and, that comes that comes from you know the result of sin. Yes. Uh, so we, we we struggle with this. Um, you, you know the, the the word for hospitality in in the scriptures in the New Testament is a really interesting word. It's the word philozenia. So if you're playing Scrabble tonight around the table with your family, <laughs> try that one out. Philozenia. And it's it's interesting because it's a mashup of two words. Uh, Xenia, the back half of it, is is the word that means stranger or the other. So Xenia is stranger or the other. Philo, we know that, that that's part of love. Philadelphia comes from that same idea, uh, phileo love. So the word for hospitality actually means love of the stranger or the other. That's a different way of thinking about hospitality. Like love of the loving, caring for, being concerned about the other. Mm-hmm. Now, there's another word that we kick around in our culture that I think that's the word that's dominating uh, 
our our culture right now it's, it's xenophobia which is the exact opposite xena the, the stranger the other mm-hmm. we all know what phobia is it's fear and so right now i think what's captivated us is the fear of the other um we're you know what, what do they say there's there's uh fight flight or freeze you know when we come into like danger and i i think that's what's happening to so many of us we're fighting we're fleeing or we're just freezing up uh because of the the fear that's kind of captured us again and it's not so much physical fear although there you know there are there are things that we are to fear covid is something covid is something to be feared like you don't want to get it uh my brother my younger brother spent 10 days in the icu unit with covid-19 he had viral pneumonia he was a sick puppy um and he's 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 a much younger guy than i am so i mean covid-19 is real that we should fear that, you know, the, the consequences of that. But I'm talking more so about, you know, that, that fear of the other, that, that person who's different from us. Um, and and that's, that's the struggle of our day right now. It is. And Terry, we, we, you know, again, the boogeyman always is social media because what, what, here's what I've done. So, um, I'm out walking my dog about a year or so ago and I'm I'm walking down the street and I see someone's car in the driveway with his bumper sticker. Now it was just a ridiculous bumper sticker, but you know, as I'm thinking about that, you know, person walking by that car every day in my mind, I'm extracting, you know, I don't know this person. I've never even seen this person in this driveway with their car and their bumper sticker, but I've developed sort of a profile of Mm. who this person is. You filled in the blanks. I did. And then one day, I'm walking by and there's this woman out there next to the car and she waves to me and says, Hey buddy, how you doing? And wouldn't you know it, we stand there and have a conversation for at least 15 minutes about any manner of thing. And she was delightful. She was kind and open and funny and sweet and engaging. And we're going back and forth. And I walk away and I think, John, you just created this massive thing in your head that you carried with you for months about the person you know nothing of, and she's dispelled that in 15 minutes. What a waste of time. Yeah. Right. And that, that wall that had been created between you and her, right, that, that metaphorical wall, she's other. I'm making assumptions about her right. that may or may not be true, and some of the assumptions may actually be true, but she's an image bearer. She's a she's mm-hmm. a person that God loves, that God has redeemed. And you know, the Apostle Paul, I love it in Ephesians two, in which he talks about, you know, the coming of Christ into the world. And he's speaking to Gentiles. Because remember in, in, in Jesus' day, in you know, post resurrection, the world was divided into two groups, right? You were either a Jew or a Gentile. Mm-hmm. You know, that was it. And and if you were a Gentile, you were on the outs in the religious space, so to speak. And Paul says to the Gentiles, Jesus has come and he has destroyed the wall of hostility. Mm. Isn't that, isn't that rich? Amazing. Like the, the, the walls that humanity that we put up in the religious sphere in the first century, Jesus came and took that down. Mm. And Paul says he wanted to create a new humanity that's filled up with all sorts of different kinds of people. And so, and, and you know that, I love that story, John. It's just a simple, just practical story. Like Jesus is, 
has is is tearing down those metaphorical walls that we build that separate us from one another and 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 Jesus says I've taken the wall down you, you don't don't be afraid step into it like open your mind and your heart up because there may be a gift on the other side of that mm, wall that I've now so taken good. down. Yep, that is so good. And it, that's the beautiful gift of hospitality. Yeah. Reverend Terry Tim is with us. Terry's with us from Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Terry, we had a guest with us uh, last week. He's been with us in the past, but we haven't talked to him in multiple years. Um, Terry Woodleaf, and he wrote this piece that's really wonderful. It's called How You Will Heal the Wound. And he just is tr- talking mm. about what what you're going to actively do to change the status of what's happening in this country. But this is one of the things, and it, it, it applies exactly to what you were just saying. Where do you hear this? It says, think of someone you hate. Don't tell yourself some other word applies. The person who came to mind is a person you hate. Now, imagine that a chain shackles him to you. Imagine that you stand together before the gates of heaven and you can't go in without him. Now, plead the case of this person you hate. Beg him into heaven. Save him if you would be saved. Wow. That's so good. It's so good and it's so and it's so hard. It's so it's just it's it's everything. Yeah. It is. And and the The reason we can be hospitable people is because God is a hospitable God Mm. and God welcomes us. Now, if you think about that, you know, I was talking to, I was talking to my church this past weekend and I, I, somebody asked me about what books have like really influenced you. And one book came to mind so quickly and I hadn't thought about it in years, but it was R.C. Sproul's book, The Holiness of God. Mm, Yeah. Like, Back in the early '80s, I read that, and it I, I can't I can't quote you anything from memory from that book, but I, it, it rocked my world. And the the one thing that stands out when R.C. Sproul said, "God is holy," that word "holy" means other, other. Hmm. And when when you think about the words "holy, holy, holy," God is other, 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 different, 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 distinct, distinct, distinct. Now here's here's the beauty of it. The other God, <laughs> is it Sesame Street, that little song, which of these is not the same as yes, the other? <laughs> exactly. Which right? one of these is not like so, the other? So, so God is other as in holy, and we, God is the capital O other, and we are the small other. <laughs> and God, the holy other, says to human others, there's a place in my life for you. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the Holy, Holy, Holy God, wide open through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, come be a part of my life. Dwell in me. Live in me. Like, that should be the motivating force. If God can receive you and me and us, how can we not extend that gift of hospitality to somebody else? No matter what they think, no matter what they do, no matter what you know worldview they may hold, political, economic, social theory, like God has welcomed us, and we have to offer that welcome to others. Terry That's Tim the is call. With us. Yeah. Terry Tim from Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Terry, 
that is the call. And Kath and I know this from visiting your church, that there is hospitality there. Talk to us um, in a few minutes left about Christ Community and what you're doing. Yeah, well, we're, you know, we're living in the reality of COVID-19. We're, we're, we're wrestling with this. We're, uh, right now, we're, every other week, we're meeting outside. Uh, we're going to, we're going to play that out as long as the weather holds up. So, uh, we're, we're worshiping online and that's really been, been an interesting challenge of how do we create an hospitable environment online on Sunday morning? So we're doing that. And, uh, one of the other things that we're, we're actually started in this fall season, we're praying together every night at nine o'clock. If you would go to our Facebook page, Christ Community mm-hmm. Church of the South Hills at nine o'clock, we're taking 10 minutes or so to collectively close our day in prayer. And so it's a way that we can create a hospitable space so that we can all cultivate our relationship with God, one another, and our world in prayer. So we're trying to be inventive. We're trying to find ways to help people, uh, you know, nurture their connection with God, with uh, brothers and sisters in Christ, and with the world around us. And it's challenging. It's it's demanding. It's hard to believe we're like, like you said, six, seven months into this, and um, but it's it's the call that God's given to us. So we're we're trying to be faithful, living into that. Mm-hmm. Well, Terry, we love you. We love your church. So happy that you were able to be with us today, and we want you to stay well. Thank you so much. You too, Catherine John. Always a pleasure, Terry Tim, Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Look them up online. My name is Bernadette, and I am a parishioner at St. Joseph's on the Brandywine. Joe Biden has been part of our parish for more than 40 years. Our sons became friends when they were in first grade, and ever since, I've known Joe and the entire Biden family. Even now, when Joe's back home, we see him at Mass on Sunday. You can tell how important Joe's faith is to him. It's what motivates everything. Joe's beliefs his values, the kind of president Joe would be. Joe Biden knows what it means to be your brother's keeper, to care for those around you and lift up those who are suffering. Their values Joe learned from his mom and dad and from the nuns who taught Joe his Catholic faith. That's Joe Biden, a man guided by faith. I'm Joe Biden, candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Biden for president. Let's say you've decided to build a bicycle from scratch. Sounds like an impossible project for my skills, but let's say you've got the skills and I offer you an advantage, a special tool that would help you build the bike faster while saving you legitimate money. My guess is you'd say, bring it on. If you wouldn't, well, then this commercial isn't going to make much sense. My name is Ryan. I'm from United Faith Mortgage, and we believe we have an advantageous tool for you. Our mortgage team is lucky to have a direct lender advantage. Our company is set up to use its own money and make its own lending decisions within its own walls. And often, this advantage allows us to get your refinance or new home loan done faster and get you a better rate, which saves you monthly and lifelong money. Rates are historically low. Now is the time to see how our special tool might work for you. We 
or United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate Animalist number 1335. Rack Animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. First Presbyterian Church is a beacon of light and love to this community. The message that I hear sustains me for the whole week. I love this church because of the diversity and the music and the people. The incredible beauty of the space. A warm, welcoming congregation. The people are amazing and truly love one another and Christ and our pastor preaches the gospel. I want everybody to Pittsburgh to come and experience. First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh in the heart of the city with the city in its heart. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying play the word Pittsburgh and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app iHeart tune in and at radio.com. Hear that sound? It's priceless because in every heartbeat there's information that could change the way we think about heart health. Heartline is an app-based research study from Johnson & Johnson in collaboration with Apple, where you can share your heart information and earn rewards for completing study activities, building knowledge that could advance heart health for everyone, beat by beat by beat. If you're 65 or older and have an iPhone, you could be eligible to take part. Go to heartline.com visit to learn more. The Heartline Study. Know your heart. Tonight, we'll see partly cloudy skies. Expect a low tonight of 54. Tomorrow, sunny to partly cloudy. It'll be windy. Tomorrow, we'll see a high of 72. Tomorrow night, breezy in the evening. Otherwise, clear skies, low 46. Thursday, mostly sunny. Expect a high of 63. Weatherproof your next adventure with AccuWeather. Download the newly redesigned AccuWeather app today. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. I think it was last week we talked about the new documentary called The Social Dilemma, which, of course, is a play on words of uh, the social network. And the social network, if you know, is Facebook. Uh, it's really weird to think it's been 10 years since the movie The Social Network hit theaters. And uh, I recently had an opportunity to sit down with my son and watch The Social Network. And it's a fascinating film only because The Social Network is not about networking at all. The film, The Social Network, is about resentment and greed and anger and disconnection, the dissolution of friendships. So we live in this strange age right now where, you know, we're COVID-bound, homeward-bound, and more than anything, we want those social connections. But I think we've seen how hollow they can be oh my gosh, through yes. Facebook. I mean, yep. the weird thing, the final scene in the social network. Do you remember, do you remember this, Kath? The no, I remember the final scene. Is the, Mike, uh, the Mark Zuckerberg character sitting alone in a gigantic conference room where he's just settled this multi-million dollar suit with his uh, ex-friends and, his, and their lawyers. And he sits alone looking up his old girlfriend's Facebook account, which he cannot find because it's been deleted. She's like no longer part of it. And he's scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And it just goes to show, ironically, the isolation. The guy who built it all is yeah. still disconnected from those he used to love. How about that? It's such a great film. Yeah. It's uh, a great film. Seen it, it really is worth a look. It really and, is. You know, really, if you're not seeing it with your kids, mm-hmm. and it's, it's a wake-up call. Because it yeah. feels I mean, 10 years after the fact, almost like an antique, but it has the bones of the early days of Facebook and what that great promise was and how hollow it's right. turned out to be. Right. In The Social Dilemma, the, uh, there are multiple heads of tech companies who come and 
kind of give a testimony, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And several of them say, look, when we came up with X idea, we thought it was going to be wonderful. The like button. We thought that in particular, but they said that about several things. But the like button, the guy who invented the Facebook like button was one of the people who was interviewed. And he said, I thought it would bring peace and harmony to the world. Like he thought that was so wonderful because no one could imagine what happens inside the human heart to twist everything. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the film, The Social Network, that old film, is on Netflix streaming right now. So if you want to take a look at you know, what used to be and how something was mm-hmm. built that's altered all of our lives, it's well worth a look. It really is. Yep. And it'll just go to prove the law of unintended consequences. Got that right. We take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk to Rod Dreher. He's got a brand new workout called... Uh, La- Live not by lies. Live not by lies. Yes, thank you. That's next. It's the Rhino with John and Kathy. 101.5 WORD. With the strain of a marriage that was crumbling and the daily pressures of law enforcement, Adam Davis had lost hope. Uh, There's a Sunday working, working overtime, marked car, uniform, sitting in an old used to be a gas station parking lot and that was the day i was going to take my life we'll hear how adam davis found hope again next time on family life today tomorrow morning at nine on 101.5 word fm w-o-r-d we're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days windows r us pittsburgh is no different when it comes to working around your home windows r us remains committed to the safety of you and your family For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and, of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for a free repair or replacement. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry from a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company, WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. This is Jerry Boyer. This radio station has been telling you for months that November's election could vastly change our country's future. If you believe in liberty, supported by a strong economy, and religious freedom, your values are on the line. Please register and prepare to vote at your polling place or by absentee. This election is huge. We are at a crossroads. We all should vote. And keep listening to this station for what this election means. I did something weird the other day. I added some extra cream to my Fufu iced coffee, but I didn't have a stir stick. So without thinking, I grabbed my car key and used the key to stir in the cream creating the perfect mix. Unfortunately, my wife was watching the whole thing with a what is wrong with you look. Hey, it's Ryan. And the reality is, I believe our Faith and Family Mortgage Team is the perfect mix as well. We're a smaller team, only a couple dozen people, and many of us are family. And that small helps us to be carefully committed and know every Word FM listener that calls. But our small team is also lucky to be connected to a bigger company that is a direct lender. Meaning, our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, an advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate and save you money. We 
our United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money you'd have to pay before closing. Nice. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Oh, I got it. It was back in August, um, around the beginning, John, that we had um, Andrew Sheeran as a guest on our show. And I... I I was so amazed. I've just never been able to get his tale out of my head. And for those listeners who don't know who I'm talking about, I'll just say that um, Andre is an associate professor, um, but he wasn't writing as an associate professor. He was writing as a person who used to live in the former Soviet Union. And he talked about what it was like to watch the whole thing implode. And what it had been when it was quote unquote healthy, you can, you know, you could argue was there that, such never, a thing? that there was never healthy. Um, and the system that it replaced was, wasn't healthy either, which is the story of Russia. But he talked about watching each one of the weak points crumble and then all the points crumbled and just seeing the country get, and you think, how could something this large with this much impact actually die? And of course, the reason he was writing the article is he said he's seeing some of the same danger signs in America. Mm-hmm. And when I heard about the new book that Rod Dreher was doing, I thought, well, wow, this is going to be a deeper dive even in what Andrew Sheeran was talking about. We're happy to have Rod with us today. Rod Dreher, welcome back. It's great to be here always. Thank you, Rod. Yeah. Yeah, so Rod, we were, you know, when Andrew was on our show, it was just like a, a first person retrospective on what those waning days in the Soviet Union were like. It was humbling. It really was, Rod. And I'm sure that you have um, sat across the table from a ton of people who had stories to tell you. Boy, that's true. This new book, Live Not By Lies, most of the book is based on conversations I had in the former Soviet Union and the Soviet bloc with Christian dissidents who had lived through those days. And an amazing thing is almost all of them, they never figured they would live to see the end of communism. They stood up against communism uh, for Jesus Christ, you know, only because of their faith in him and because it was the right thing to do. Some of them even suffered torture in jail for Christ. Uh, One man I talked to in Moscow last fall in a lobby of a hotel his face was partially paralyzed from the beatings he took in prison because he was a Christian. But they did it, and they all have a message for us right now in America that we had better wake up because some of the same things that brought such misery and agony to their country, they're starting to happen here. Okay, so then, Rod, describe what you see happening in America right now, because if it's a wake-up call, then that would presume that a lot of us are asleep. Oh, yeah, I, I think most of us are asleep. You know, this in this book, Live Not By Lies, I started the book based on a phone call I got from a doctor in Minnesota. His elderly mother had spent four years in a communist prison in her home country, Czechoslovakia, for her Christian faith back in the 50s. She lives with him and his wife and said, son, the things I'm seeing happen in America remind me of what happened when communism came. And what she was talking about are things like uh, cancel culture, like mobs coming to try to shut down people's businesses, like Memories Pizza, the Christian business in Indiana. They're talking about political correctness run mad. 
We're talking about wokeness going through corporations and universities and on and on and on. All of this, are, these are the birth pangs of a soft totalitarianism they're afraid of. All right, let's go back, if you would, Rod, to 1917 and talk about where Russia was um, that made the way, I don't know, straight for the Bolsheviks to come in. What were the things that people were struggling with such that they were able to accept what the Bolsheviks brought? Boy, this is where it gets really scary when you think about our country. Yeah. Uh, well, for one thing, back it started even earlier than that, back in the 1890s when uh, there was a terrible famine in Russia, the uh, czarist government, the imperial government, failed completely to handle this crisis. And that really shook up the establishment, a lot of the middle-class people. Before, none of them had ever listened to the Bolsheviks, to the communists, that they couldn't get any traction. But after that failure of the government, suddenly middle-class people started wondering, you know what, maybe these communists have something to say. Plus, as the century, we got past the turn of the century, a lot of the intellectual elites were really embracing radicalism. Sexual radicalism was part of it. Some of them were even honoring Satan. Uh, I, that's something I didn't realize, so I started doing this research. They were doing that because they saw him as a rebel. And uh, as, as this went on and on and on, the czar and his ministers and the bishops of the Orthodox Church they did not see the threat. They did not see how much people were suffering until it was too late. Wow. Isn't that, boy, it makes you uncomfortable to hear that. Yeah. And, you know, Hannah Arendt, the great uh, political theorist of the 20th century, made her name with her first book called The Origins of Totalitarianism. She wrote this book in the early 1950s, after the Second World War, because she wanted to go back and figure out how was it that the people of Germany opened themselves up to Nazi totalitarianism and the Russians to Bolshevik totalitarianism? Some of the things that she found that both countries have in common really resonate with us today. Most importantly, mass loneliness and alienation, a loss of faith in politics, a loss of faith in institutions and hierarchies, and a desire to transgress, just to destroy for the sake of destroying. I don't see how anybody who's lived through this year, John and Kathy, can fail to see right. the parallels there. Right. right. And, okay. You know, the other thing I think of, Rod, is this desire that social media gives us what, what we that we can make an impact, that we can be someone who matters. That's another thing that sounds like Russia and Germany to me. Yeah. You know, people were desperate for some kind of identity. Yeah back then, because uh, you got to remember, they had just come out of the war, World War I, which was devastating for both Russia and Germany. Uh, so many of their institutions had failed. Young people didn't feel like they had a future. They didn't know who they were anymore. And, uh, and the, all the old answers just didn't matter to them. There's a quote in my book from a, a novelist. She said that fascism and communism are exactly where young people go when the only alternatives are dissipation and despair. I think about that when I think about my own kids, and I have a son who's in college now. He's really down because of COVID. He hasn't been able to go to class all year, and uh, he's worried about his jobs, about his job future, his career future. We have got to be paying attention to what these people are going through or somebody who has uh, very bad uh, ideas are going to appeal to them. 
And Rod, I think you've really hit on something here, which I see in my own house. Like, so my kids are on, you know, they're, they're 20 and 22 and they're on Reddit regularly. And Reddit to me seems to be a hotbed of misinformation or revolutionary talk, things that, you know, I kind of shrug my shoulders, but my kids are absorbing this. And I hear some kind of conversation like this at the dinner table. And I think, wait a second, you guys, I'm really, do you really believe what you're reading? And the answer is yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that was another one of Hannah Arendt's points that point to a pre-totalitarian society is when people lose all understanding of the truth. And when they quit caring about truth itself and instead prefer to believe ideological stories that suit their preferences. I mean, and this is everywhere. It's on both the left and the right, because if there's no such thing as truth, and if people don't believe that truth can be known, it might take work to, to know truth, but it can be known, then we're really, really losing ground. Okay, so this part of the national discussion right now, as we move into the election, right, people are talking about Antifa on one side and the proud boys on the other side. And I think for a lot of people, that's about all they know. But in the midst of that, there is a lot of ideology left or right that we don't want to have anything to do with. Right. You know, what's so interesting about this, uh, this revolution, this march through the institutions of our society by these radicals is how few people understand what's really going on. Just today, I got an email from a reader of my blog works at Halliburton, the oil services company. Most people have only heard of them as Dick Cheney's old company. They're, they, mm. they're seen as demons on the left. Well, guess what? They're pushing in that company radical racial identity ideology from the left on this company. The guy sent me some material, and he said, I can't figure out what's happening here. We don't sell anything to the public. There's no reason to be doing this except for the fact that the leadership of this company feels strongly ideologically that this is the sort of thing we need to be pushing. Now, that's never going to make the news, but this is the way the revolution is coming through a slow takeover of institutions, including corporations. Right. Okay. So corporations, right. We see the NBA and the NFL and uh, they're parading Black Lives Matter or, you know, and everyone all of a sudden is woke. Uh, You may not agree with that. For a lot of people, they kind of go, of course, Black Lives Matter, but there is darker underpinnings. Oh, sure. There really is. And this is a really totalitarian ideology. And I don't use the word lightly. Uh, What totalitarianism means, it's it's an ideology in which all aspects of life are politicized and commanded by a dominant ideology. Now, when you see all over the place, even sports turned into an arena for politics, you know you are moving closer to a totalitarian society. And that's the sort of thing people have to wake up and understand. This is exactly what happened in the Soviet Union, and we are well, we are sleepwalking into it right here. Rod Dreher's with us. The new book, Live Not By Lies. Um, Rod, what about um, listeners who are hearing us talk and they say, well, I don't really know what happened after 1917. You know, I don't really know what the next you know, five decades were like more than that um, in the Soviet Union. So, so talk about that. When, when we were mentioning what the takeover was like in Russia, we haven't talked much about what the reality was like, you know, 40 years later. Yeah, uh, under the Bolshevik rule, there was no religious freedom. They put uh, tens of thousands of priests and nuns and monks 
in prison, murdered them, murdered any dissidents. There was no freedom of the press. There was you couldn't do anything. It was a police state. That was hard totalitarianism. I think what's coming to us, though, is going to be what I call soft totalitarianism, where they're not going to need secret police and gulags and prisons and torture and things like that. They will rather control our thinking and our ability to express ourselves freely and our ability to worship by using something more like what the Chinese have, the social credit system, Mm -hmm. where they get data from us, from our use of computers and smartphones, and use that to deny us access to the market and access to opportunities uh, unless we conform. Wow. I mean, it sounds like science fiction, but you're saying this is a reality. Oh, it's a reality for sure. And I, I learned things working on this book myself about the, the reach of corporations into our private lives through the apps we use on our smartphones, through our computer, our lives on computers and so forth. They have so much data now that tell them who we are. It wouldn't take much for our, for our government to do what the Chinese government is doing and take all that information and use it to control people. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, this is pretty scary, but the reason I wrote this book is to prepare the church for what's coming. And I have so many stories in this book from believers, Catholics, Protestants, Orthodox, who lived through all this and who were able to find a way to resist and to keep their faith and to, and to come through it in a strong way. But they had to be, they, they say to us, you have to be prepared to suffer for your faith. If you're not prepared to suffer, you're not going to make it. Rod Dreyer, uh, yeah. his new work, Live Not By Lies, a manual for Christian descents. Rod Dreyer. So, Rod, of course, you know, as believers, we have a great tool at our disposal, uh, but we need to be, as believers, prepared to suffer in many ways. I mean, we have not suffered here in our country, certainly not like they have in the Soviet Union. You're saying that this is at our doorstep, so we better get ready. Yeah, we better. I mean, we need to start listening to these people who know what they're talking about. Uh, And I I tell you, when I went over there to the former Soviet bloc countries and sat and talked with these people who had been in prison for their faith, uh, I saw not doom and gloom. I saw hope. But it was a hope-based on realism. And they were saying that you Americans have been so lucky. You've had it so good for so long, but you need to be ready because everybody says in the West, it can't happen here. Mm-hmm. We're here to tell you it can happen, happen there, over there in the land of the free. And you need to be thinking about it and praying and starting to make these connections with other Christians so you can support each other when it does happen. You know, I, gave, I dedicated the book to the memory of this priest named Tomislav Kolakovic, a Catholic priest. He uh, escaped from his native Croatia in 1943, ahead of the Gestapo. When he got to Slovakia, he took a false name, Kolakovic, and he began telling these Christian students at the university, listen, the good news is the Germans are going to lose. The bad news is the communists are going to be ruling this country when the war is over, and we've got to get ready because they're coming after the church. What his bishops told him, oh, you're an alarmist, don't stop talking about this, but he didn't listen. Instead, he prepared prayer groups all over the country, and they built networks. Sure enough, when the Iron Curtain fell, John and Kathy, the first thing the communists did was come after the church. But the networks Kolakovich set up around the country became the backbone for the underground church for the next 40 years. We're at a Kolakovich moment in this country. What a story. What a story. I can't wait to read more of those. The new book is called Live Not By Lies. We're talking to author Rod Dreher. Rod, our time is just about up. I just want to congratulate you because this book already selling like wildfire. Keep it up. 
Yeah, thanks so much. It's important that we all know this history and uh, to to be to to know about it is to be ready for it. And uh, mm-hmm. we need to stand together with each other uh, because one thing I learned in all this is in prison, uh, the people who are Catholic, Protestant, and Orthodox, they stood by each other and prayed with each other because they knew the secret police didn't come to get them because they were Protestant, because they were Catholic or Orthodox. They came to get them because they were followers of Jesus Christ. Outstanding. Rod, thank you so much. Rod Dreyer, senior editor at the American Conservative. His brand new work, Live Not By Lies, a manual for Christian dissidents. Rod Dreyer. Pastors and ministry leaders, our station has been hosting jam-packed pastor events for years, and we didn't want to miss 2020 because of COVID. So we're presenting five exciting and power-packed virtual pastor appreciation events for you. Free online every Thursday in October with speakers like Tony Evans, Alistair Begg, John MacArthur, Greg Laurie, and Chuck Swindoll. As many of our cities are going through terrible times, and you go, what's next? Finally reach bottom. You've been there. I've been there. When is the last time you poured out your soul to God for strength? With music by a number of artists, including Matthew West, Chris Tomlin, and Mandisa. Join us free online every Thursday in October. For details and to register, click the banner at wordfm.com. It's time to move beyond the regrets of yesterday and the problems of today and instead discover that your best days are ahead. Don't miss David Jeremiah's It's Time to Move Forward online special. Dr. Jeremiah is joined by Sheila Walsh, Levi Lusco, and Anthony Evans as they share a message of hope for today. Hope to see the future with great expectation, to stand firm in the promises of God, and to move forward no matter your circumstances. Available to watch right now at moveforwardevent.com. To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching at elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors. Individual and group rates available. RPTS, study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at unbound.org. Oh, excuse me, I have to get this text. It's my son. He texts H-Y-D. That means, how was your day? G-R-8-P-F-Y. That means I'm great and praying for him. We used to be really close when he was in high school. After that, not so much. Until I learned to text. I-L-Y means I love you. Conversation. Make the effort and keep your family close. For communication tips, visit Facebook.com slash Make Every Day Count.
Well, it was a long road back from the Tree of Life shooting, but Pittsburgh police officer Timothy Matson is on the job mm. once again. Mm. Tim Matson returned to work on Monday, according to a social media post. He his return comes nearly two years after he suffered multiple gunshot wounds in the October 2018 mass shooting at Tree of Life. Tree of Life displayed a photo of a smiling Matson on their Facebook page Monday with the words, "We can never thank you enough for your oh. service. We are so pleased." to see you back on the job oh isn't that a great story two years officer Matson, welcome back talk about a job well done oh. can you imagine multiple gunshot wounds and you're back on the job god bless those guys what he gave up hey thanks for being with us uh that's the end of our show here podcast is up and running a little bit after we leave the show and uh have yourself a great night god willing we'll see you tomorrow The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.